From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to Total SF and welcome, Heather Knight, to our Time Capsule episode. I'm very excited to be here in my house again. Again, uh, this is getting repetitive, but not this episode because <laughs> this is um, a very unusual episode. <laughs> yes, we're going to exercise the demons of 2020 by discussing what we would put in a time capsule when this hellstorm of a year is over. Um, it's been horrible, but Heather, are there some positive things that you're going to remember? No, no. <laughs> Nothing. What about uh, sp- spending time with your family? Oh, yeah. We're, we'll miss this. <laughs> I'll miss seeing you on Zoom, but it'll be nice to see you in person. Yeah. I think there's going to be some real positive things. I love my neighbors. I love the fact that I've spent all this time with my family, and we, we actually don't want to kill each other. Yeah. Um, I've gotten my kids, my children who play video games and stuff, I've gotten them to do two 1,000 piece puzzles. Whoa. I didn't think I was going to see that in my lifetime. That's cool. Um, And I like that we've gotten to do a lot of stories that I think every little bit of humanity that we find is heightened a little bit. Yeah. Um, So we found some really great San Franciscans to write about and interview. And we've ridden our bikes a lot. We've been exploring. Twin Peaks? You're yeah. a biker now? Oh, I my went God. Up, I went it's up on Twin like Peaks. It's more like walking up Twin Peaks with my bike. But no, you I rode up Twin Peaks. You rode up Twin Peaks. You walked to Twin to Peaks. To the gate. Yeah. Anyway, I think that this time capsule is going to be depressing, and there's going to be a lot of bad stuff. But I think our really smart children and grandchildren are going to do better than we did and open this thing up and... Um, and mock us. And mock us. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm pro-time capsule. This is actually related to an article I have coming out in our Sunday culture desk section. So please check that out, Chronicle Print subscribers. And that'll be online too. Time capsule coming up. We're going to do this as a draft, Heather. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. So, Heather, I'm thinking back to Total Muni. We roll into the Giants game in the seventh inning. Seventh inning stretch is going on. Victorious. Um, have some beer, not the anchor steam. They left us the Coors. Uh, all of this is legend. We ended up um, at the uh, Treasure Island. I, I was out there. I had to get my car. And then I remember we had a conversation. What should we do next? And the first thing that you came up with is a time capsule. Yes. I remember I shortly thereafter, I wrote about a time capsule that was buried um, on the Embarcadero, and the date was um, to be unveiled whenever it was that I wrote about it. I should have looked this up before we started recording, but um, people did dig under there, and there was no time capsule, and to my knowledge, it was never found. But if we do one, we have to make it very clear <laughs> <laughs> where exactly it is. Yeah, I remember thinking like there must be time capsules buried all around the city where some well-meaning third-grade class 
buried this thing for 50 years and either they got rid of the school or forgot about it. I'm betting there are like time capsules everywhere and we're just not digging them up. Yeah. We need to start digging everywhere looking for time capsules. Yeah. So we, we kind of shelved this idea. And then um, a little bit ago, I was just thinking of projects for the culture desk. And I asked you permission um, if I could <laughs> take your time capsule idea. And uh, you very graciously granted it. And I appreciate that. Well, it does seem like I had the idea 50 years ago, so too bad we didn't bury one back then. We have a chance now, and I actually think this situation's going to be better, because usually when you bury a time capsule, you're like celebrating the good times, and it's this positive thing. I think we need a time capsule for 2020, but it's more like an exorcism. Like, let's just bury the year symbolically, and then in 50 years, hopefully they dig it up. And hopefully things are better, and they look back. (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say, they can't get much worse, but they can. So I hope, if you're listening to this in 50 years, that your life is going We are going to bury this podcast episode in the time capsule. (laughs) I'm hoping, like, someone who would dig up a time capsule from 2020 in 50 years would just look at it and go, holy F, the skies (laughs) were orange, you know, and... They had it bad. The sun disappeared. So um, what I thought we could do, though, and I could maybe get a little bit of your help, is just try and with this episode decide what we want to put in that time capsule. And Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I'm trying to think, what are some normal things people put in time capsules? Newspaper clippings? Yeah. Um, Like programs to events, like tickets. Tickets. Uh, like music, the top pictures, pictures, the top music from that year. Um, I don't think we're going to do that. I think this time capsule, even though I want this to kind of be a positive experience, I think it's going to really have to reflect our times and it's a time capsule and a warning. So I was just thinking we could go back and forth and discuss what we want to put in our time capsule. And uh, I'd like to go first. Go for it. Okay. Um, It's not actually something I want to put in the time capsule. It's something I want to have airbrushed on the outside or etched with like a nice, you know, like metal, you know, etching, some kind of artistic display. Uh, Do you remember Brianna Noble, Mm -hmm. who um, during the one of the really early George Floyd protests in Oakland, all of a sudden she shows up and there are these photos of this just absolutely beautiful stoic woman up on a horse and with a black lives matter sign on her horse Mm -hmm. leading the protest and my heart just leapt Um, i want her airbrushed on the front of our time capsule i like it it's a sign of hope and power so that's a good one yeah obviously in the time capsule we're going to have to have masks i feel like that's the number one symbol especially in san francisco where people actually believe in wearing masks and we can have quite the collection i will give you some of my total sf masks for the time capsule i just got a new one today which has muni buses on it i am super jealous of your regional mask collection because i wear kind of a simple black or gray mask and then my mom made me a mask with um uh, Sugar Skulls, Dia de los Muertos with uh, Frida Kahlo on it. And I wear that. That's kind of my special one I'll keep. And I have a mask that was given to me by Gert McMullen, who um, was one of the original AIDS quilt 
sewers and she's been making masks. Wow. So I have, I have you have these, to keep that. Well, I have these two kind of special ones, but mm-hmm. I am super jealous of your regional mask collection. Um, what do you have to offer? Okay. I have um, the new one, which is Muni buses. And then I should go find it. I'll show you later. Um, and then a like a skyline of San Francisco. You can see Salesforce Tower and the pyramid. I have one um, by Chris Arvin, Transit Supply. Little mm-hmm. like Bart and Muni um, on it with smiley faces. And I have um, I have a newsprint one. I have one that says support local journalism. Um, oh, I have one from Auntie, Aunt Charlie's Lounge in the Tenderloin. Um, oh, so many. Do you have a, I, I mean, because we're wearing matching shirts right now. Oh, I, I have a Green Apple Books, yes. Unintentionally. Have, Green Apple Books. The one that says stay home, read books. I have a mask like that. Actually, my kids wore that into Green Apple Books. They weren't even thinking about it, but one of us is always in Green Apple <laughs> Books attire these days, and they were like, oh, my God, we love it. Well, I think about, like, we're building this time capsule, but I'm thinking, you know, later in our lifetimes, if not sooner, there's going to be some kind of pandemic museum, kind of like the mm-hmm. um, World Trade Center Museum, which I mm-hmm. went to with my wife, Kelly, and we were just stunned. It was so wonderful. And I could just see an entire room full of masks there. I mean, that's going to kind of be the symbol of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add to our time capsule another symbol of all this, I think, and that is hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I want to add the hand sanitizer, not like the Purell, because for the first couple days, we had the Purell. And then you ran out of that, and you were looking for like the Germ X. And then all of a sudden, these weird brands started showing up. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like always a um, uh, typo on the bottle. Uh Like, I don't know where they made it. And it always vaguely smells like booze. Yeah, like or like hairspray. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, like this was made, you know, someone who was making really cheap, like below the wild turkey alcohol suddenly converted their, you know, giant still into a hand sanitizer yeah. machine so that when I'm like rubbing my hands, if I'm in my car, I smell like I've been drinking in my car. Like, I don't yeah. want to get pulled and over. And those are the ones that are pure liquid. I prefer the one that has more consistency. The Purell is not like doesn't come out as like a drink yeah yeah so i i threw this out on twitter and uh Susie loftus um she she jumped in and, and pointed out like the the hand sanitizer that smells like cuervo and i'm like yeah, yeah. It, it does it smells <laughs> exactly like cuervo so yeah. i'm gonna put some of that in there and uh, future generations can um see the cheap weird hand sanitizer mm-hmm. that we were using every day mm-hmm. Along those lines, I think we should have a thermometer that just um, the kind where people, strangers at stores just point it at your forehead from a foot away. Yeah. No touching. Um, Not the kind that goes under your tongue, but just um, the point at the forehead type thermometer. That's definitely a symbol of 2020. Do you look at those thermometers when people do that and just say, I don't know if that's too accurate? (laughs) I just roll with the punches, and um, so far, I've never had a fever when I've gone, <laughs> so I've gotten in. Woohoo! I went to Kaiser, and um, maybe I'm old. Maybe this is a technology that younger people will go, oh, yeah, no, that's out there. But I walked into Kaiser, and no one even did that. They just, like, I walked up, and I'm like, do I need to get my temperature taken? They're like, no, we took it when you walked in. And I'm like, with, with what? With, like, 
you know, your superpowers? What? <laughs> that's but, weird. Um, anyway, um, okay. So thermometer, that's a good one. And that'll fit mm-hmm. nicely in our time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to, and we're going to adjust the rules here a little bit. I'm going to add um, a device of some sort Mm -hmm. like an iphone or something like that that you can just store media on so that whoever in a charger so whoever finds this can see videos and music and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i want the really moving michelle obama um dnc speech that was great yeah i mean and that was the first one and i was like oh my god she's just speaking to my heart I thought about even like including the entire John Lewis funeral, but just like to show there was some stability here. And then to kind of show the instability, (laughs) um, I want to include in our time capsule, Kimberly Guilfoyle, a former San Francisco resident and... um, Former first lady of... (laughs) Yes. Her uh, RNC speech video, the one that like she just totally went... Where she's like running the Hunger Games. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and <laughs> fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. That one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one. Yeah. That would that would scare people away. They have to look at that last or they won't see anything else. But I, I have this feeling like that's going to get kind of lost in time. Like I think some mm-hmm. of these things, um, like uh, the Lafayette Square... Mm-hmm. Bible thing. People 50 years from now will be like, oh no, that's history. But I'm thinking this Kimberly Guilfoyle speech <laughs> is going to get lost in time and people will open up our time capsule and go, oh my God, what weirdness were you living in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, related to this um, laptop or phone or whatever you're going to have, we need something with Zoom. Okay. Like we need to have, and we need something with distance learning. We need to have like um, maybe record a class where like all the second graders are like slumped over and not listening and the teacher's zoom connection is dropping out and um everybody's going crazy and the parents are in the background like (laughs) freaking out we need some representation of school or lack thereof i don't know how it is at your house but like there's certain times where i just won't schedule a serious interview because my wi-fi is not going to be reliable yeah. Um, so, yeah, we need something to show how hard school was and how hard it was to be a parent. So maybe that would be an empty bottle of wine. I'll tell you some positives about Zooms, though. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do away with that forever. But mm-hmm. I've also, like, there have been friends that I don't usually talk to that suddenly mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more in touch with. Yeah. So. But I am really looking forward to the day when my calendar does not, every event does not start with the word Zoom. Like I want real events (laughs) in my calendar. All right. Well, I got a couple more. Um, First of all, uh, Jessica Christian, our our friend and Mm -hmm. uh, collaborator frequently, um, the orange skies, like we got to represent that. And I think the best way to do that is that day that Jessica Christian got up in the morning I can tell you where she went because, mm-hmm. you know, it was clear she started out, maybe went to Treasure Island, went to the Embarcadero, went all the way over to Land's End and just shot an iconic shot everywhere. And then 
ended with an endorsement by Barack Obama. Um, he yeah. shared the photos, didn't share her name, which we all got a little <laughs> sensitive about. But they were they were mar- watermarked on the photos. If you look it was like microscopic. He oh, should have like said, Jessica Christian shot this. I'm in awe, Barack. Uh, <laughs> I think like those photos should be super prominent. Um, Definitely. Like, like, you know, eight eight by eleven in a little rolled tube or something, mm-hmm. and just like, here's what happened. This was crazy. Yeah, that's one of those days in San Francisco where everybody's talking the, about the exact same thing all day. <laughs> like, there's no other topic of conversation. I relatedly, I think this is super depressing, but I think we should include a vial of wildfire ash. <laughs> Definitely, because it has covered like everything. Uh, it's made our air horrible. Also, relatedly, I think we need printouts of two maps, which are color-coded. One is the air quality maps, and one is the maps um, that show the tiers different counties yeah. are in on the virus. And sometimes you get confused about, wait, which color is which? Is orange good on this and bad on this? I can't remember. So we need like side-by-side color-coded maps of California. We'll be right back after this short break. I'm just super hopeful that our children are way more resourceful and reliable than we were. Like we were just screwing around and listening to our Nirvana records or whatever and and that they'll like get this under control and open up this time capsule and look at those color codings and just go, Mom, Dad, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, what were you guys doing? Yeah. It could not be more confusing. But also our kids really, we need them because our generation and especially our older generations are not figuring these problems out. So Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I got uh, one more. Um, okay. I want like 37 recordings of random porch bands um, <laughs> and bagpipers and all the Heather Knight columns that, that <laughs> accompanied all of them. And just that like could in be one a whole time break. capsule in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that'd be like a good positive one. Like people yeah. are going to look at these orange skies. Um, maybe we could throw some murder hornets in. I don't know. <laughs> just like all the horrible things. And they'll be like, oh, like people, like people played music on their porch and there was some humanity and some togetherness and some beauty, you know, mm-hmm. and I think just like your, your bagpiper stories. I mean, um, it, it was, it was, uh, uh, our friend Lynn Miller, but, but also, uh, the Hal the, Wilkes was the one in the yeah, Castro the, in the Castro and just going out every night. And I, I just, I think people will look back and see that and say they screwed up the planet, but, um, <laughs> but they played some bagpipes. <laughs> they played some bagpipes. They weren't all bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was my last one. Do you have one more? Well, I think I'm in a darker place than <laughs> you are. Do we need something Trump related? Kimberly Guilfoyle sort of is because she's yeah. his son's girlfriend. But I mean, he is really marked this year for worse. So you just took a big drink. <laughs> I did. Uh, maybe we could have it on the the device some of his clips about how the virus is just like the flu and it's not a big deal. and Or maybe his recording with Bob Woodward admitting he knew it was a killer and he didn't yeah. want to scare people. Yeah, none of that's going to age well. <laughs> so None I, of I, this I, will. I, I think we can include that too. And hopefully... 
at the tail end of 2020, there's a little bit of a, you know, positive turn in that. And uh, I won't get any more political than that. <laughs> but um, Okay. I know then, what you think, Peter. And then one more thing, and this is in my, my chronicle story that I'm writing, um, is I think we should look into, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be done. We're just kind of the idea people, but... I think we should look into, they have all these decommissioned BART cars Mm -hmm. and they're looking for different uses for them. Maybe the BART car could be the time capsule. Whoa, that's a huge time capsule. Yeah, and this is is what I'm thinking. So this is an exorcism. We're all going to do this as a group, a public. I think think we put a BART car in like Union Square or some public place, maybe um, where the skateboarders are. Um, over in front of the ferry building, something like that. And then the BART car is a museum now. So we've got Jessica's photos up and a couple of your columns and the Kimberly Guilfoyle speech is playing <laughs> on the monitor. And scaring people away. And it's the, it's, it, but then once it's safe, people can go in and maybe there's a little booth at the end of the BART car and people can record messages to themselves and their descendants, which will be in the BART car. And then in 50 years... When our children, or Heather, 50 years, I mean... You You'll be I, 100. I'll be 100, but I have some relatives who live to 100. <laughs> but maybe it's my kids. They go in and get to see my video of me telling them, like, I'm so sorry that we did this <laughs> to you. I hope you fixed it because it's horrible. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool. And then um, we need to bury the BART car somewhere. But you Okay, know, you need to a- ask your best bud, Bevan Dufty, BART board director. I he's, will. I will bring it up. He's an enthusiastic guy. He's enthusiastic, but I think what we need is like a tech, someone with some money. The obvious one is Benioff, but I, I think he's probably getting sick of people coming up to him, <laughs> going like, hey, "His email this. inbox is probably filled with, will you fund this? Will you fund that?'" And then he's going to be like, "Will I fund a time capsule yeah. and a decommissioned?" Well, Bart his grandfather. Car? His grandfather is the you know is the the Bart you know forefather, but but yeah, it's a little hard to ask him like hey man we need you to bury a bark car for <laughs> us when like there's real problems to be fixed but um i haven't figured out how we're gonna fund this but i think it's a great <laughs> idea and it's worth it's very uh, ambitious if you pull pursuing. this off i will bow down okay so backup plan Chronicle's doing a lot of excavations and stuff. I know a couple of the guys in our building services. I'm sure one of them has access to a jackhammer. We could just, <laughs> we could just bury a regular time capsule uh, at the Chronicle. That's our yeah. backup plan. We could do that. Do you think newspapers will exist in 50 years? Yes. Oh, newspapers. Well, the Chronicle will exist. I don't know. I mean, like, no. Not in print, but on online. Maybe the Sunday edition. Oh, it'll be online. We'll be around, but uh, maybe the Sunday edition will still be in print, or maybe it'll just be like the Target ad and the comics. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it'll be a hologram that like appears on your Ooh, front door. It could be that. Um, maybe it's the pink section. The pink section. I feel like no one could ever kill that. We'd get too many angry letters. So yeah, um, from yeah. Quentin Cop. He'll be around. He'll be around. Oh, uh, I was going to say put Quentin Cop in the time capsule, but that's <laughs> inappropriate. Whoa. I actually I actually really like Quentin Cop, so I'll probably delete that. <laughs> um, Don't delete it. You have so much control. You can delete me and I can't not delete it. That's you. true. I make those decisions all the time. I have to edit it though. Um excellent. 
conversation. I think we've covered some ground here. Um, yeah. Total SF time capsule, one way or another, by the end of 2020. And uh, and when I'm 100 and you're less than 100, <laughs> we'll be... So much less than 100. We'll be in our wheelchairs or whatever, and they'll roll us up. And that'll be our very last Total SF <laughs> act. We'll both die right after <laughs> opening the time We'll both capsule. get on the 38 gear and die. In our uh, Green Apple Books t-shirts. <laughs> Excellent. Good work. You too. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 